0: This is ATL Day 1s, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. And it starts now. Welcome into ATL Day 1s. I am Tanitra Batiste and your other co-host Jarvis Davis is not with us today, but guess who is back? Maria Martin, our amazing 11 Alive anchor, sports anchor over at W-X-I-A, or 11 Alive, if you will. So thanks for dropping in again today because I know you got some great nuggets to share with us because we have a great show for you guys. And as always, thank you so much for stopping by, not just today, but every day because we're up to 2,000 subscribers. So we know that you are rocking with us really great, really hard here on the On Atlanta Sports Network. Also, thank you guys for checking us out wherever you check out your podcast, on audio platforms. Continue giving us five-star reviews. But when we bring you Five-star guest host. That's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Now, we're five-star on this show. The five-star outing at Truist Park last night, game two, not so much. Now, Maria, game one of this series against the Giants for the Braves, two runs was all it took. Last night, game two, 10 runs, not enough. No, not enough. They take the L, 12-2, to unfortunately, for the Braves. They fall and they lose that eight-game home winning streak with Snap last night.
1: Yeah, I know. I really hated that they lost that winning streak at home, especially because Truist Park is one of the best attended baseball parks in Major League Baseball. They're in third right now. Um, So I think that was probably the worst part to me. And also you got four home runs in the game and that wasn't enough. This is an offensive lineup for the Braves that has a lot of firepower and they showed that last night. It's just the Giants had a little bit more and we'll get into some woes for the Braves. Uh, unfortunate that four home runs couldn't do it for the Braves. And some of the guys that stepped up that we'll talk about was exciting to see as well.
0: Absolutely. And, yeah, definitely stick around with us for the deep dive where we're going to dig deeper into that 12-10 to loss by the Braves last night. But, again, because there were some positives. There were some positives that we'll talk about. Unfortunately, it was not Spencer Strider with a positive or living his best life last night, unlike his start just last week. Got rocked in only three innings. Location was just not there. The velocity was down. It was just one of those nights, Maria, where even Strider talked about ahead of the game that he kind of knew, he kind of felt that he didn't quite have his stuff, wasn't quite there with that same feeling that he had in a really, really nice outing against the Nats last week. So maybe a little mental and physical fatigue, maybe growing pain, just you know, going from being more in that position as a part of the bullpen, coming out of the bullpen versus maybe being in the starting rotation.
1: Yeah, I think I'm gonna quote uh Braves manager Brian Snicker and say it's just baseball. You know, sometimes these guys have that. <laughs> And yesterday, Spencer Strider, who's only 23 years old, actually showed us that he can have a bad outing. He's been so mm-hmm. impressed so far this year coming into the game last night. He was sitting at a 2.45 ERA, and he's a part of that three-headed monster that the Braves have in their starting pitching arsenal. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, you mentioned the velocity was down. He also said that, you know, it, it's one of those things where he has to learn how to yeah. attack situations like what happened last night he was getting behind in his pitch counts he, the Giants were attacking him in all phases of the game last night yes. so he even admitted after the game he's got to learn how to control those situations a little bit better so it's good that he was able to be put up against that at this point in the season he can learn he can grow uh, it's unfortunate that we saw him falter last night but look I have all the confidence in the world in Spencer Strider I love what I've seen from the mustache so yes. far um, yes. I don't even know his nickname but that's what we're gonna call him today. <laughs> I do have a lot of confidence in Spencer and it's good for him to get experience against a line like the Giants because they were all over him last night and the Dodgers, who he will theoretically face again this weekend, they're not going to let up either.
0: Right. And it kind of reminded me of what we saw with a Kyle Wright, if you will, where it kind of took him a while to find his stride. And now we've really seen that for the most part, not just a stride and being able to have uh, long outings, but also if he gets rocked early, he's shown us a tendency to bounce back, and that sometimes just comes with experience. And so when you look at Spencer Strider still very early in his career, not just in in Major League Baseball, but also in that starting space, I, I think that, like you said, he was very reflective after the game, and so that showed me some positive signs for him in terms of the mental aspect. We all already saw last week that he's adding to his arsenal. So as the mental begins to catch up with the physical, I think he's going to be perfectly okay. And I think the Braves are going to be fine, just like Ronald Acuna Jr. showed us. Oh, he's good. He's fine as well. So Ronald Acuna Jr., he hit... Okay, we're now accustomed to seeing him hit the chili, right? But third base off of that monster 409-foot hit to left field, he hits us with a little bit of a Eurostep. I'm loving it, I'm loving it, if you will. Because, hey, it's his first home run in a minute. And like you said, Truist Park is an experience, and Ronald Acuna, even in a 12-10 loss, even in taking that L, still gave us a show.
1: Yeah, and that's what you expect from Ronald Acuna Jr., even though he's been pretty cold lately. I mean, he entered this game 4-for-24 in his last eight games, and this was his first extra base hit since June. 11th. It's been a long time. And so you expect when Acuna steps up to the plate for him to rate consistently, um, they're never going to take him out of that leadoff spot. He should stay there really until he retires is my opinion. Uh, But I really think that it was good to see him get that confidence back and he can see the ball well. We know that. It's just Mm -hmm. sometimes guys have streaks in baseball, high or low. And and he's been on that tear. The 4 for 24 is not great. But seeing him get that confidence again and it's electric every time. If you've been in the building when Acuna hits something like that. Oh, and man. It, it is like, it, I can't even describe it. You got to go to it's see great. it. You got to see it
0: for yourself. Do
1: dance moves, and I, I freaking love it. It's the best.
0: Oh, yeah, you absolutely have to see it. And it's also good when he puts in a complete game together as well, So to see him have a couple of assists last night, the second game in his career, to see him do that, it's always good when he is clicking on all cylinders at the plate and in the outfield. So had a great game from him last night. Not such a good outing in the return from the COVID list for Colin McHugh last night. He got roughed up as well. And that really was the dagger, if you will, in, 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 that, uh, in that game last night. But hopefully he will bounce back for the Braves and hopefully the Braves will bounce back tonight under Charlie Morton being on the mound for them in Game 3. Now, you want to talk about some bounce back. Let's talk about the Atlanta Dream, who got it done last night. You know, they were riding, unfortunately, a four-game losing streak and really just kind of looking to get back in the win column. And who better to do it against than the Wings, whom they'd also beaten in the season opener. But it was not only just a good win, for the dream uh, 80 to 75, the final, it got them back to 500, got them to eight and eight, which Maria, we know eight games is what they went, won in the totality of the 2021 season. So to see them get that done at virtually the midpoint of this season, I think is really a testament to what Tanisha Wright is out there doing, but also an opportunity for Maya Caldwell, former lady dog to shine last night. She was called up for uh, on a hardship contract after you and I had an opportunity to speak with her in training camp, saw her unfortunately get cut, and now to see her lead them with 18 points in that win last night, good look for Maya Caldwell.
1: Yeah, for sure, 18 points, four assists, and two steals from her. I, I loved watching her shine because if you've ever talked to Maya Caldwell, she's humble, she's yeah. been hungry for that moment for a really long time because she really thought she was going to get that opportunity in Indianapolis. Yeah then that didn't work out. She had to go overseas Mm -hmm. for a while. And she even admitted to you and I, Tanitra, whenever she was initially drafted in Mm -hmm. Indianapolis, that I wasn't ready. And I thought that was really honest. And I I thought that was great because she's learned from that. She clearly proved that last night she is ready and she can Mm -hmm. be a big contributor on the dream, a team that's learning, a team that's going through some growing pains and trying to figure out the identity of this basketball team. I also thought it was really nice to see Ryan Howard shine a little bit last night. She's been cooled off ever since Mm -hmm. the beginning um, and that comes with being a rookie in the WNBA as well. Finding your stride, figuring out that every single night it's not going to be the Ryan Howard show. To, so to see her get some moments and to get some really meaningful buckets as well is great. But I'm glad Maya Caldwell is here. I think she's going to do great things for the dream. And the fact mm-hmm. that she's a blog too,
0: that makes it yeah. even better. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I love what we saw from her last night. And like you said, Ryan Howard understanding the game because at the end of the day, it's really important for her to know that Hey, look, if the shot's not falling, you can get what you need on the defensive side or get others involved as well. And so she's really understanding the importance. But that goes back to Tanisha Wright. The importance of playing a complete game. Two way play is critical. It's something that Tanisha preaches. Over and over again, day in, day out. We saw it from day one of training camp and really seeing that message come to fruition across the entire board. Erin McDonald, also somebody who is really, really finding her stride. I think that just with injuries and just maybe coaches not understanding how to utilize her In uh, the dream system, last year season wasn't the greatest. But this year, Tanisha Wright has figured out how to use Aerie McDonald at the highest level. And we're seeing a lot of good things out of her, including some good play last night. And speaking of what we will see and what we won't see and what we may see, the Brooks Kepka Live Series, all that. That saga continues. And you had an opportunity to sit down with the champ tour executive director, Alex Urban, to talk, of course, about the tour championship that's coming here to East Lake in a couple of months. Gosh, just less than two months away. Time is just flying. But also you had an opportunity to ask him about his thoughts on Kempka, the Live Series. And it seems that, hey, tour says they're unbothered.
1: Yeah, they're pretty much unbothered is what he said. And, and obviously he's not going to give me anything very spicy compared to what we're seeing in golf right now. Uh, but he said that one of the things is that he knows, everybody knows that the Tour Championship is at the end of the season. It puts a bow on the PGA Tour schedule. It is the FedEx Cup standings. The best 30 players will compete for that trophy. And so he knows that in his opinion, the 30 best that are available will be playing. And he still thinks that that's meaningful. And of course, he's going to say that he works for the PGA Tour. He said that he's not really concerned because Scotty Scheffler is having an unbelievable year. He's at point standings right now. We fully expect Scotty Scheffler to be either one, two, or three heading into the tour championship in August. And one thing I want to mention aside from the Live Tour is that the tour championship here at East Lake in Georgia is back at au- in August. And for mm-hmm. the last two years, because of COVID, it's been in September. Right. September. They hate yeah. that. That dips into the football schedule, mm-hmm. so now everyone can get their tour championship in right before the dogs start, the Falcons start, Georgia Tech starts, <laughs>
0: whoever.
1: Yeah. For, so you can get that tour championship in and then move forward. Um, he did say that this is about the most dramatic thing we've seen in golf since the Tiger Woods yeah. saga went down a couple of years ago. Uh, it's mm-hmm. interesting to see golfers tweet out different shots at different people. You're seeing people throw people under the bus. It's like reality TV that it we've is, never heard. right, right. So are, but I, I'm really entertained, so I can't say oh, I hate yeah. it. Yeah, he was pretty buttoned up, but he did say that the PGA Tour is not concerned
0: with what's going on right now, which is interesting. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. and Interesting to us because we talked about that. Even Colin Marikawa's tweet, we're talking no. about serial and it's like literally this is starting to be appointment television. It's crazy, right? But what is not crazy is what we see out of the Braves and what we've seen despite the loss uh, last night, the 12 to 10 loss. It's all good because we feel like the Braves are going to bounce back and they've been showing us still a lot of good, but we admit there's been a little bit of bad or a little bit of ugly. And so we'll talk about that in the deep dive, unless you guys have probably heard my phone blowing up because, hey, it's 24 hours out from the NBA draft. And we're getting all sorts of messages and we got our phones, Marie and I, right here listening to see if there's any buzz or any word on the street about the Hawks. So if there is, of course, we're going to keep you posted. But in the meantime, we are going to talk Braves on the other side. So come back and join us right here on ATL Day One. Welcome back to ATL Day Ones. I am Tanitra Batiste here with the beautiful, and Brainy, because she can do it all, Maria Martin from 11 Alive, who is joining us as Jarvis continues to live his best life on his birthday vacay. So can't wait to talk to you guys about that on the other side. And listen, thank you guys so much for rocking with us, because guess what? You guys are the reason that we just hit 2,000 subscribers for this Lock On Sports Atlanta Network. Could not do it without you guys. So continue subscribing, continue hitting that like button and following us and telling everybody about not just us, but the amazing guests we have because that's how we get the five-star reviews. We bring you the five-star guests to talk all things Sports Atlanta. So even when we're talking about the Braves, whether we're talking about an L or they're talking about a Dove, Hopefully, tomorrow we'll be talking about a dub, but today we are admittedly talking about an L, right, Maria? A 12-10 to L to the Giants last night. But, as always, yeah, there are bad things, yeah, there are ugly things, but we're going to give you some good things, too. And there were some good things, indeed, about last night's game, right, Maria?
1: Yeah, I think so. And I think when you look at the good for this game, certainly you have to look at the offense. And it's really because last year there were so many different parts in the season where I thought that maybe the bullpen wasn't that great or mm-hmm. starting pitching was a really big concern, but I feel like every point of the Braves right now is good. I mean, yeah. we'll talk about the- specifically in the game against the Giants, but they're in a much better position, in my opinion, this year than they were last year. But this offense has been consistent from last year to this year, and you're really starting to see the firepower come together, especially from guys like Matt Olson, who have been yeah. up and down so far this season. He was Freddie Freeman's replacement at first base, and everyone yeah. knew that he could rake in Oakland, and we've been mm-hmm. waiting to see that. He broke through for his first multi-home run game for the Braves last night. Love it. Love it like that for Matt Olson, and they can't get the win it's so annoying you get a two home run <laughs> yeah. RBI night for Matt Olsen and you can't win right. it's like what else do you want so frustrating. Right. it's good to see him have power at the plate especially because mm-hmm. this is a guy who had struggled for a while and I saw Twitter yeah. blowing up what are we doing with Matt Olson? they lost the trade all this nonsense right. let him calm down and settle into yeah. his new role He's gonna be fine. The chop house will be fed. Matt and baseballs for the rest of the season. I, I think it's gonna be.
0: Good. Yeah, and it, it was kind of a weird thing because as we're watching the game, and it was kind of this back and forth, right? But you're thinking to yourself, ah, the Braves—they win games like this. These are the kinds of yep. games where their bats come alive, even if it is, you know, a nail biter, bottom of the night, cardiac kick situation. They come <laughs> back, and and understandably so. It's been since April 14th of 2018, that's the last time we saw the Braves take a loss when they had a double digit, when they scored double digit runs like this. So there was no reason for us to necessarily think that they were going to lose, but I agree with you and want to co-sign with you as well on the big bats. That was still a very positive takeaway despite the loss because what you want to see is a team that's able to really, despite the loss, still say, okay, my guy, Matt Olson, He homered twice. That's good because that means that I'm seeing him start to have an uptick. Right. And we look at Ronald Acuna, you mentioned it earlier, going four for 24 and seeing not just him hit a home run, but dang it. I mean, he launched that bad boy. That was a straight up a rocket. And that's what we need to see. And we want to continue to see Marcel Ozuna going deep as well, because that always bodes well. And we talked about this earlier to, and I just kind of wanted to circle back because we touched on it briefly. But anytime you're seeing what you're seeing out of the bottom of the order, and then seeing what Ronald Acuna is able to do as well, that's also such a good takeaway from last night. So yeah, I really like that uh, as as the good. Our big bats. I thought our big bats were the good of last night. Now. As far as the bad goes, I'm going to do this, Marie. I'm going to remix it a little bit because, hey, you and I are the hosts, so we can do what we want to do, right? So the bad is kind of a good because the call for Michael Harris II, oh, my God, 100-mile-per-hour throw, ridiculous. I mean, literally, it was the fastest clocked by a Braves position player, at least, uh, this season, unfortunately, overturned. So that was kind of the bad of it. And it might be bad as well for the Giants, because who knows if Crawford's actually going to be able to bounce back from what was not a good look on the slide. But but anyway, the bad of it was, of course, that it was overturned, but I still have to kind of choose it as a good because Harris, Acuna, Duvall, they've each had at least one throw clock that fast this season and I've been talking about it and I think I'm going to keep preaching it until this season is over the amazing things that Harris has done at the plate yes especially because of a slow start with the Braves but I so love what he does in the in on defense I so love what he does in the outfield
1: yeah I actually went into the house right it wasn't right after he was called up from double a it was a couple games after and I Mm -hmm. I went over to him one on one kind of picked his brain a little bit, asked him what the biggest transition was from double A to the bigs because he stripped, he tri- um passed by triple A, he skipped yeah. it on the bigs. Um, and he said he really automatically felt comfortable, and the reason why he did was his defense. He said he yeah. felt like it's always there, he's always really confident in it, and he's shown us that time and time again. The question mm-hmm. marks really resided in Michael Harris at the plate and you mentioned yeah. it to me that we have been really confident in what he's been able to do at the plate, but the defense, you should never be worried about that with Michael Harris, mm-hmm. even though he's, even though he didn't get the experience of triple a, it doesn't matter. You saw that right. hundred mile per hour pitch. Um, yeah. thank goodness Crawford wasn't hurt on that either. He, he, right. he took a big pull and, and I think it was a little nerve wracking for everyone, but yeah. yeah, unfortunately that was overturned and it was one heck of a play. Um, and so you'll always see those big defensive plays from Michael Harris. So yeah, I think mm-hmm. that was Part of the good and the bad that it was overturned. Yes. Right. I think bad had to have been the bullpen as well. They were due for a bad game though.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you're nice. You're giving the, the, the bullpen bad. I'm giving them ugly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> because I was just like, what was that <laughs> foolishness? But you're right. I probably should be nice about it and say it was kind of bad, not ugly, because you're Listen, they have been lights out. Let, let's just be honest about it. They really have been saving the day and making sure that the Braves they were a huge part of the reason that the Braves were able to go on that 14 game run that they did. But yeah, ugly. They are no day. I mean, allowing two hits, two runs. You didn't retire any of the three three batters that you faced in the sixth. That kind of thing just can't happen. And again, I know it's an off day, but ugly is ugly is ugly. And that was ugly.
1: Yeah, I don't necessarily disagree with that. Again, I think they were due for a bad game. And and yeah, from Darren O'Day, that was just that just can't happen. I mean, bottom line, it can't. And really, it's interesting because the bullpen was one of our biggest concerns last year until later in the season when the night shift became the night shift. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's good to see that they're collectively good right now. But last night, it was ugly. And especially when you've got the offense trying to help you out as much as they did yeah. last night, we haven't made yet, is that they were helping them as much as they could. Mm-hmm. I mean, they thing to win the game. And so you have to rely on your arms and through every single aspect of the starting pitching, the bullpen, they just really faltered. And I think that that was unfortunate. They can't do that again tonight. And under my ugly, I got two things. Number one, the Jock Peterson home run, because that's ugly. That was
0: ugly. Yeah. On so (laughs) many levels.
1: Right. Look, everyone is obsessed with Jock Peterson. And I said it yesterday fascinating because he was with the Braves for just a couple months and people love him so much and I get more hate for Freddie Freeman who spent 15 years within the organization on on my social media than Jock Peterson people love I mean it's funny so he did them dirty last night and hit a home run seventh that is in my ugly I also put wins was a triple shy of the cycle you can't let that happen especially not inside Truist Park Uh, But the Giants, their, their bats are insane. And listen, I think this bullpen and the starting pitching has to step up if they want to beat this NL team.
0: Yes. And to your point, you've got two more opportunities to make some noise, right, and to make good on that. And one of the more important things, if not the most important thing as well, is, and you just mentioned a part of it, so I'm going to mention the rest of it, is, you know who you're tuning up for. And that's not saying you're overlooking these next two games in the for the Giants for real talk. You're tuning up for the Dodgers. Let's just be honest. So you do want to make sure that all those pieces that we've talked about, infield, outfield, hitting, pitching, catch, the whole piece, calling the game, everything is aligned as it was in that 14 game run and even game one of this series that they get back to that for games three and four so that they can be ready and geared up for this Dodgers team that comes into town this weekend. And speaking of gearing up and really functioning on all cylinders, give the Braves a lot of credit for slowly but surely turning this thing around and other people are taking notice of it. Marie and I are gonna talk about it on the other side in For the Culture. Welcome back to ATL Day Ones. I am Tanitra Batiste. And the lady right next to me is Miss Maria Martin, 11 Alive sports anchor, who has joined us the past couple days and really just blessed us with her presence. And I say that because she and I get to see each other out in the field a lot at different spaces and places in the sports arena here in Atlanta, but we've not had an opportunity to work together here. So it has definitely been so cool and we want to wrap it up being cool with you guys and having some fun fun with this for the culture segment because hey that's what we do we talk about sports entertainment the culture or whatever our guests want to talk about so maria i thought that the couple stories one was funny to me and one was like (laughs) atlanta influences everything just like we always say but the freeze if he loses a race that makes the news right so if a kid wins a race with him yeah that's exciting that's cool flex a little bit but i'm thinking if you got a 50-yard lead, maybe you'll do a light flex, but the chili? That's a lot. I thought it was really
1: funny. I mean, listen, I don't I don't know that I would have been like that because I know that I got a huge advantage in a 50-yard right. lead. Well listen, you beat the freeze because you said it. He doesn't lose very often. I mean, since I've been here since the fall of 2019, I think I've seen him lose maybe three times max right. last. One of them. So uh listen, he doesn't lose very often. So shine on him, kid. I loved it.
0: Yeah, yeah, he yeah, he definitely flexed, and it was not a light flex at all. And listen, when he goes back to school and he does that what did I do for summer report? Yeah, his report's gonna top what everybody brings to the table. Now yeah. that's a flex. That's yeah. a flex. So yeah, go on, yeah, exactly. Go on and flex on him at that point because hey, you can. I mean, you, you got that. And you know who else can flex, Maria? The Braves, the Braves all them Braves because we got the first returns back from MLB all-star balloting and the Braves are all over that thing. I mean, I don't care what position you take a look at other than third base because I think right now Austin Riley might be trending fourth, but hey, I, I suspect that might go up a bit there as well. But in most instances, a Brave is either one, two, or three at every position for All-Star. And I just think that's so amazing for two reasons. Number one, we've been waiting and kind of knowing and kind of hoping here locally, hey, the Braves, we think they got what it takes to bounce back. We think they've got the pieces, but now seeing nationally, because that voting really looks across the whole landscape of Major League Baseball fans, they're seeing the Braves trending up as well. So I love that aspect of it. But I also said, you know what? It's about that young core. And when you look at a young core that's in the conversation for all-star balloting at every position, that says to me, wow, we know that the Braves have the ability to be contenders for a long time to come. But that's also what I kind of took away from looking at that uh, those first returns.
1: Yeah, they're building sustainable success. And that's what we've wanted to see because a lot of World Series teams, there's a reason why a team hasn't gone back-to-back since the Yankees in the 90s. Yeah. And there is a reason why that is so difficult because baseball is so hard. But this is a team that I think will make another deep postseason run just because yeah. of how they're built and, like you said, the young core. And I think what we don't talk about enough is Dansby Swanson. This is yeah. a contract year for Dansby Swanson, and this was really a prove-it year for Dansby mm-hmm. and having mm-hmm. an mm-hmm. all season and it is unbelievable to watch it's a it's a great thing I think he's proving himself he's going to earn himself a lot of money for next year which is great and yeah I, I think that they should be leading in every category if not in the first three players I think they should maybe be within the first three uh everywhere mm-hmm. you turn to your team there's someone doing something great another day which is funny because mm-hmm. earlier in the season all they were doing was flirting with 500 yes. and never Over 500, then they reeled off the 14th straight. They had that meeting out in Arizona, Mm and all is well. They're on a really good tear right now. So I like what I'm seeing from the Braves. Love that we're going to have potentially a couple different All-Stars from the Braves. The All-Star game coming up this summer. So exciting. I love it. I think that the Braves can continue to flex on everybody, especially if they prove themselves against the Giants and the Dodgers this week.
0: Yeah, I think this is going to be a huge opportunity for them. And the good about it is... It's on the biggest stage, but it's at Truist Park. So we love the opportunities there because despite the eight-game home winning streak coming to an end, I feel like that just means they're going to start another streak, which is a great thing. And in addition to Dansby, which I think is a great call in terms of him showing up because, hey, this is that proving year for him. And really, yes, he's second in balloting right now, but everyone around this league knows that he is really the, at the at the top of the, the, ch- the food chain as far as shortstops in this league right now. And what he's been able to do. I also wanted to shout out Ozzy Albies because he's in second place for second base, and we know that he's out on the 60-day IL. But it speaks to the thing that we've all been speaking about. Yes. It's great to see what Orlando RC has been able to do in his stead, but it also speaks volumes about the league understanding the importance of what Ozzie Albies was able to do before he went down. Very important to this team and can't wait to see him come back. But really, it's just a great thing to see him get that nod for the work that he did before he went down to injury. So speaking of great work. Maria Martin, great work joining us here on ATL Day Ones for the past couple days. We appreciate you so very much. And that is why you guys should always make us your sports stop. Number one, here on Locked On Sports Atlanta. Number two, stop. Check out and Heart with John Chakri. I am so sure that he's going to have a number of things to say about these Braves as well and what they've been able to do and what they will do, hopefully, in this Giants series. Again, Charlie Morton getting the start tonight. So hopefully they can get back into the win column. And we hope that we stay in the win column with you guys. Be safe out there in the ATL streets because, hey, it's hot. Take care. See you tomorrow.